This is WSFI Spotlight, a conversation with Catholics living in the light. Well, hello, this is Bonnie Quirk, and I am with Lake County Right to Life, and I have actually three friends, and we are going to talk to you, our WSFI family, about a very important issue, which is a legislative one in Illinois, and it is a repeal of the Parental Notice Act, and we want to have some experts, so I am going to, in my usual fashion, let everybody introduce themselves, except I will introduce the executive director of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and his name is Bob Gilligan, and he's a dear friend, as is Dawn and Liz Yore, who are in studio. So, Bob, take it away. Hi. Thank, thanks, everybody. Thanks for the invitation uh, to come and spend a couple minutes with you. Well, hi, Bob. This is Dawn Fitzpatrick from the Archdiocese hi, of Chicago. How are you? I'm doing well. Great. I know that um, you and Bonnie and I have been working together on a coalition to reach out to the faithful and to reach out to, you know, just really an ecumenical group of people who have concerns about the, our daughters here in the state of Illinois, because currently there's a law that um, in, requires any minor girl who goes for an abortion to, ha, you know, inform her parents. And so what happens is they send a letter to the parents and they have to give 48 hours before the abortion can happen. And it's just a notification. But our, our legislators, in all their wisdom, are proposing repealing that at this moment. So we thought maybe, Bob, you could spend a couple of minutes talking about what that means and how what's going on with that and what are the ramifications. And then we're going to talk to Liz about one of the, the issues. Yeah, sure, John. Yeah, thanks. Um, so it means a couple things. Um, I should probably clarify that. I think the organization, the entity that you're referring to, um, that has the website is the Parents for Protection of Girls. Mm-hmm. And if you Google uh, Save Parental Notice, you can go to that website and you can see the information that they have put up there. It's a coalition of major uh, pro-life groups in the state and the mm-hmm. area. And so what you're talking about, in essence, is that there is an effort to repeal the existing parental notification for abortion law, which requires, as you indicated, um, before a minor could procure an abortion, the uh, setting, the abortion facility or the hospital has to notify the parent that the minor is there um, and requesting that abortion 48 hours prior to the abortion Mm -hmm. um, taking place. So there are two bills that are out there. Um, There's a Senate bill and a House bill. The Senate bill, the number for that is 2190, and the House bill is 1797. Mm -hmm. And I suggest all the listeners stay close to uh, your website and ours because as the legislative process goes on now here on April 13th, um, we have uh, reason to believe that there could be different bill numbers introduced on this topic. So this could be uh, kind of a, a moving target here as we go forward. So people should stay close to uh, those sources of information that they trust. Um, in essence, what we're, uh, we're encouraging people to do is to express their opposition to repealing the no- parental notification law. Um, and the best way to do that is to go on your website at our website. If you go to www.ilcatholic. It will take you to a link where you can input your address and your state legislators will come up on a screen and you can send a uh, pre-drafted notice to those lawmakers urging them to vote no on both Senate Bill 2190 and House Bill 1797. Mm -hmm. Um, I strongly recommend that you reach out to your state reps, find out who they are. You can do that on that website. Um, If you don't want to send an email, you can call them. Um, The message is simple just to vote no on those two bills, House Senate Bill 2190 and House Bill 1797, and to retain uh, the parental notification for abortion law in Illinois. It's very important mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons that I'm sure you're going to delve into. Right. So that's the quick request uh, and uh, telling you how to do that. Okay. Well, thank you, Bob. And uh, thank you for your leadership also. Bob has been in the forefront of coordinating this uh, uh, group of uh, 
wildcats, I guess you'd call <laughs> us, uh, rounding us uh, all up and putting us all on the same track, which is, I think, so important when we approach our legislator or when we approach the subject. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Bob, thank you very much. And uh, You're welcome. I, I would just add uh, that our parental notice bill also has a judicial bypass to it, which was the reason that that bill was hung up for so long before we implemented it. Mm -hmm. So the bill really, uh, although not perfect, uh, has reduced abortion since it's passed by about 57% since all of our yeah. five neighbor states all have either uh, consent or notification laws on the book. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think we need the guidance of Our Lady and the Holy Spirit, and uh, we have the truth on our side. And without talking too much mm -hmm. longer, uh, thank you for coordinating everything. Yeah. Uh, no, you're welcome, and thank you for all you do. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us, Bob, and kind of setting sure. setting Great. the pace for our conversation. Um, and we're all going to work together to, to keep this law in place. Um, and thanks again, Bob. We just appreciate you joining us. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. Thanks. Mm -hmm. God bless. So, Dawn, I think we have Liz Shore here, and I know that our lobbying efforts at first uh, – we thought about abortion, and certainly no minor should ever have an abortion without a safety measure. Right. And But abortion uh, really is not the way that we're approaching this bill because the dangers of removing a responsible parent or grandparent uh, from helping a girl make a decision. Again, it's notification, not consent. Mm -hmm. uh, it is tremendous and opens the door to all kinds of abuses. So uh, we know that the word sex trafficking has come in, uh, female abuse, uh, a whole series of things that can evolve. So, Don, do you want to talk a little bit about that? And uh, sure. Then maybe we can get Liz in to talk about really what sex trafficking entails. And, and how it's involved and here, for sure. And how it's involved. So this is... Um this is a lot pretty troubling, and you know, I, I think most of your listeners here are probably pro-life, and that's wonderful because, of course, mm -hmm. you and I are, and this is how we spend our, our time, you know, <laughs> trying to trying to save lives. Um, but the fact of the matter is, this is this should be a topic that we can reach across the aisle mm -hmm. and come to a consensus with um, with people who call themselves pro-choice, because what we're talking about here is really the the parental right to protect his or her daughter and um you know the implications are if, if there's no if, if there's no law in place to notify a parent then a girl could go and get an abortion and we all know that um you know teens are prone to riskier behavior than adults are and their brains aren't fully formed until they're about 25 and this is all facts that our legislatures talked about for instance they just recently passed a law that a girl or boy who's under 21 cannot buy tobacco um, and a lot of the evidence that they brought forth to the table to make that law was the um, brain formation psycholo psychology and, and biology of the formation of the brain and so that same evidence should apply here that that a child's brain is informed. So if they're going to go to get an abortion, then they're not thinking um, like an adult would think. So that's why we have parental um, oversight, right? We're, we're called as as Catholics and certainly as human beings to raise our children and to give them the best guidance we possibly can. So you know that's so that's one aspect of it. The other aspect is that you know there's a lot of um, a lot of times that it, it is you know proved that um, a great majority of the time that a girl under 17 is impregnated it's by a man who's 20 years or older so the parent may not realize that she's quote unquote dating a 20 year old or older or what could be going on or that she's put in a, a rough situation so this notice would be an opening for them to have a conversation 
Um, now, again, the girl can go and get the abortion regardless. It does not require consent. But if the, at least if a letter comes home to mom and dad or grandma, grandpa, or the legal guardian, then at least a conversation can be had. So, so that's a, a really important point to, to think about. Um, so with that in mind, I know that we have Liz, you're on the, on the phone and, um, and Liz has had a lot of experience in the sex trafficking slash human trafficking realm. So, um, Liz, why don't you introduce yourself and, and tell everybody what, uh, what's a little bit about your background. Sure. Um, and thank you for the invitation to be on today, John and Bonnie mm-hmm. and, and Angela. Um, Yes, I was uh, general counsel at the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services. When I started at DCFS, there were um, 50,000 children in state care. When I left, um, there were approximately 13,000. And during those eight years, I was in the legal department. Um, We had a number of runaway children who we were essentially the guardians of those mm. children. Mm-hmm. Um, a number of those children were involved in human trafficking. Um, so it's um, an issue that I have been involved with uh, for quite some time. Previously, I was the uh, general counsel at the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and head of their international division. There too, um, we have approximately in the United States, in Sadly, I think this number is going to soar. Um, We have approximately 450,000 children who go missing each year. Many of those children are what we call endangered runaways. Hmm. And John, based on my experience, and frankly, when it happened, my shock, uh, when these children in DCFS care, child welfare children, um, run away, for example, from a group home, Um, We know that the traffickers um, are out there prowling in cars looking for kids who run away. They know where the group homes are. And within 20 minutes of these kids um, running away, um, heading to the streets, they're picked up by traffickers with the promise of, I'll return you home. Um, I'll take care of you. Um, I'll um, get you a job. Um, All of those are false promises, those children. And this is the reality of human trafficking. Um, Children, um, the average age of children coming into human trafficking is 12 years old. Mm. Um, These children are forced into um, sex trafficking through through violence, um, through torture, through the use of drugs, um, through the exposure of pornography. Um, so these, um, and they are um, kept oftentimes in you know, flea bag hotels. Um, they're often moved um, and they're, you know, not only in the streets of Chicago, but in the suburbs and small towns of Illinois. Um, so it is a highly traumatic and terrifying experience. And as of late, we are now learning that and, you know, I, I would just, you know, the listeners need to remember the Epstein case. Girls from a, you know, a very um, high profile, um, well-to-do high school in Palm Beach were um, solicited and trafficked by um, Jeffrey Epstein um, in a, you know, a sex trafficking ring that involved um, prominent people. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is no place that is safe um, from the horrible torture and trauma. But I think there's something I need to point out is that in my experience, many of the girls, as a result of the trauma of being trafficked, and they are totally isolated, totally isolated, um, they were additionally re-traumatized because um, they were forced to undergo abortion. These are forced abortion by their mm. trafficker right. and so in fact i think it was today um although this wasn't a traffic victim it was um a man who had raped a 12 year old 500 times resulting in seven abortions I and this that. little girl yes and you know and i would tell everybody looked at that man raped 12 year old 500 times resulting in seven abortions and not once and this is I think this is truly 
the reality regarding Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. Um, Not once did these abortion clinics ever report that this is a mandated reported crime, that um, a child who is um, a result of a sex crime, um, they are mandated reporters as medical people. Um, Not once was this child, this victim, um, this trauma victim reported to law enforcement or to DCFS. Right. Um, and this, you know, this was, this, you know, seemingly should have been a safety net, right? Planned Parenthood should be a safety net mm-hmm. to stop human traffickers, right? To be, to be an advocate. They tell us they're advocates for women, right? Um, imp- this is supposed to be empowering women. But time and time again, law enforcement will tell you, child welfare will tell you, um, the abortion clinics, Planned Parenthood, parenthood are not reporting these underage children and what's really going on in my opinion with respect to these laws is this these new laws um, that they're trying to force um, this is the undermining of the family it is dividing the family and it is taking away parental power and parental protection and it's the secularist, the modernist um, that, you know, from Planned Parenthood and in the um, secular left that do not, they want to create a huge divide between children. And frankly, many, many, many people going, girls going to these um, clinics mm-hmm. are in fact children, underage children well, who sure. have been intimidated who have been traumatized, who have had their will taken away. And by the way, many of these girls have no identification because their pimp has totally taken away their identification. Um, This is kind of the, the clinic is the place of last resort that this child could be intervened on and rescued. Um, and, And I cannot believe that um, and we've seen this from the um, Project Veritas videos. I can't believe that there isn't a clear sense that they know that these girls are being brought in by traffickers, by um, older older men who are um, mm-hmm. in a position of power and intimidation. And this this um, present parental notification law provides for those of us who have been in um, not only law enforcement, but in child welfare, that ability, guess what, to rescue mm-hmm. missing children, mm-hmm. <laughs> to rescue trafficked children. Sure. And yet they are being re-abused um, um, in these clinics, and they are failing their mandatory legal duty to um, uh, notify notify law enforcement and to notify a parent or a guardian that these children are going um, to undergo an abortion. So, I mean, for me, this is a um, an issue that is is absolutely critical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm always telling Bonnie, I wish I had a nickel for every person who says, what can we do about human trafficking? This is, you know, the Here's average... Something. American, right? I mean, you see, I'm sure you you see it too, Don. The average American cares about these children, but feels so helpless, and that this is an issue that they know in their gut exists. Sure, but they feel like they can't they can't help. Well, well I folks, think it's kept kept hidden. Here is an yeah. issue. That they can help. Sure. Well, you know, it's interesting because I've talked to some of our Illinois legislators about this topic, and the there, there's really two things they say about why they want this to go through. One, that every woman has a right to choose, which you know we can argue that one until we're blue in the face. But but there, yeah. but we're here. We're talking about sometimes a 12 year old girl. Right. We're not talking about a woman. We're talking about a girl. And they're also their other argument is that there are um, occasions where a girl is so afraid of her parents that if a letter came home, she is afraid of what would happen to her. So she needs an out, um, which we already have in the law. That's what that judicial bypasses that Bonnie mm-hmm. alluded to earlier. Um the judicial bypass allows for a girl to seek a hearing with a judge who will um, 
listen to her reasons and help her to decide if she should have an abortion without telling her parents. But at least there's an adult involved there, right? Even in that case. Now, our history shows us that since 2013, when this law went into effect, um, we've used that some a girl has used that judicial bypass about 500 times in the whole state and only once did the judge say no we still need to tell your parents about this so 499 times out of 500 the judge has heard the girl's concerns and allowed her to go ahead but at least he was able to have the knowledge and maybe that judge could have the foresight to see if she was being trafficked by an adult man or however many adult men correct so You know. Well, yeah, I mean, there, this isn't a matter of choice when a young girl, oftentimes a child, underage girl, is being forced to have an abortion. That's not about choice. Right. That's about intimidation sure. and um, trauma. And, um, and, you know, the good news is, the good news is, is the 72% of Illinoisans um, favor parental notice. Right. Um, and right. that, you know, that to me, that's the that's the common sense care for children that mm-hmm. is exhibited in this electorate and in this mm-hmm. population. Well, and just so everybody and, who's and li- just everybody who listens, so I just want to quote to show you where you got the, that information. It's, mm-hmm. There's a recent survey by a, the Terrence Group, which is a non-biased source who conducted a um, a survey in March of this year, and they found that 72 percent of the people surveyed in Illinois like the law just the way it is. Um, And as a matter of fact, that included people of color, and it was a very high percentage of the people Mm -hmm. of color who liked to know what's going on with their daughter. Um, And even people, there were 54% of the respondents were called themselves pro-choice. So that would indicate that this is, is, you know, across the aisle. This is something we should all be able to agree on. This is a parental, uh, a a protective uh, law that we have. Uh, And I think no matter what side of the aisle you're on, you want to protect young emotional you know we know that young girls are driven by hormonal uh, uh, acts and uh, mm-hmm. are not really rational at times and uh, need that constant protection and yet I think some of the traffickers and uh, some people on the other side might want to lower that age of consent across the board which nice. which It'll would be, be nice. a uh, sequel of removing parental or grandparent uh, responsible adult notification, they would, in essence, take the next step, which is to lower the age of consent, which would be a total and complete disaster. So I I think there's a lot that we can come back and talk about. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, it's paramount. It's paramount that everybody listening listens to the protection of children. I don't think there's anybody who doesn't want to protect. It's how they want to protect. And we're giving them an opportunity to protect. So... We will uh, return shortly. This is WSFI Catholic Radio, 88.5 FM, Antioch. Did you know that you can listen to WSFI local programming on demand? full episodes of Pro-Life Today, WSFI Spotlight, Healing the Whole Person, Bursting Forth in Sound, along with our novenas, prayers, and devotions are available on your mobile device or online. For iPhone and iPad users, open the already installed podcast app and search for WSFI. Then click subscribe. Android users need to visit the Google Play Store, download the Stitcher app, create a free account, then search for WSFI. Add us to your favorites playlist by clicking the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner of the screen. The full archive of local shows is also available at wsfiradio.org. Need help? Call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Are you retired or near retirement? 
Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Welcome back to WSFI Catholic Radio. This is Bonnie Quirk, and I have Dawn Fitzpatrick and Liz Shore with me. And we are talking about the repeal of the Parental Notification Act in Illinois and what would happen if it occurs. Now, we hope it doesn't occur. We have, there are bills in Springfield. We need your help uh, to remove parental notice, and we're talking about girls 18 and younger, so minors. And the solution to this problem is not to repeal and certainly not to broaden in any way the bill about who could be notified. You know, uh, we could have uh, the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker uh, put in to be notified, and then they wouldn't be faced with repealing so-called parental notice. We want the bill as it is to remain as it is because it's a parental right, it's a domestic church right, it is the duty of parents to be notified, and that we know young adolescent <coughs> girls often make very rash decisions mm -hmm. and we know that uh, bad cases uh, do not make good loss so right. uh, we need to keep as tough as it is the parent grandparent and we have judicial bypass so we need to keep the bills as they are so well, Don yeah what would you say is the <laughs> next move? The next move uh, to, to stop this from happening? Well, it's really important that everybody who's listening and everyone you know reach out to your legislators and let them know how you feel about this. Let them know that you wanted the law to stay the way it is. We do not want House Bill 1797 or Senate Bill 2190 to uh, repeal the, the law that cur is currently in place. So... It's important to, for everybody to understand, currently there's two identical bills out there, both equally as damaging. One's in the House, one's in the Senate, and these these are your House and Senators in uh, representatives in Springfield. So it's not going to help to call your congressman. Um, it's really important that we talk to our, our Springfield reps. And should you forget the numbers or be prone to transpose numbers, simply say... Please vote no on any repeal of the parental notice law. Mm -hmm. Liz, could you go uh, into... I, yes. Yeah. Um, before we move on, and I'm happy to take your question, I've got the website out. So people get your pens and pencils, or if you're at your computer or phone, it's IL for Illinois, ILCatholic.org. Yes. And immediately when you get on that site, what pops up? is a um, notice, stop repeal of parental notice. It couldn't be easier. It'll immediately pop up when you go into the Catholic Conference of Illinois, read the letter, you can sign it, they will send it to your legislators. So it's, um, it's very easy to do. Um, share it on Facebook, share it with your prayer groups, share it um, with your fellow parishioners, um, share it on Twitter. Um, so it's ilcatholic.org, and yes. it's, it couldn't be easier. I mean, this is an opportunity for people to start getting organized and to start spreading the word. You want to do something for human trafficking? John and 
Bonnie, I can't think of anything more important no. than this. And um, and so the letter is right there. Um, put in your zip code and read the letter, sign it, and off it goes to your legislator. And then, you know, we'll continue to lobby and continue to have more and more um, impact in voice, our voices being heard. Sure. And just so everybody knows, recently all six bishops in, in the state of Illinois came together to write a letter um, it, urging all of you to do just what we're talking about and urging all of your pastors to talk yeah. about it at church. So if you aren't hearing about it from your pastor, go mm-hmm. ask him about that letter. Say, you know, why why did, are, right. why aren't everyone, why didn't everyone get this letter? Um, it, it just, it really makes the point. It shows that we're one holy Catholic church, that we're all standing together in solidarity and that our bishops all agree on this. It's really, it's really important. And, and I think that, uh, you know, if you believe in surveys, which I do, uh, if, and a recent survey shows 70-plus percent yeah, we just, yeah. on both sides of the aisle mm-hmm. want parental notice because they understand that young minor girls need protection, period. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it, there should be no reason somebody can't pick up a telephone and even if you're worried and you've never called your legislator before, just simply say, please oppose any move mm-hmm. to remove parental notice and please send me your reason that you support such a move because I want to know where you stand on this issue. And I think, you know, Liz uh, and Dawn, I think that approaching this from uh, uh, human trafficking, from uh, the horrible, horrible injuries to young women, and knowing that the abortion clinics aren't going to report uh, and so often, you know, I worked in, in the intensive care unit of a hospital, but I do know that traffic girls often would come into ERs mm-hmm. and their handlers or whoever would be prowling around the waiting room listening to everything they said because they control these girls. Mm-hmm. And so these girls really are under the influence of adults that are not in their best interests. So maybe you could go into that a little bit, Liz, mm-hmm. and then Don and I will wrap it up with sure. Don. Sure. I mean, you know, in the old days, you know, parents could listen in phone conversations. You, you know, our house, we had six kids in one phone line. So yeah. <laughs> there were no secrets, right? Exactly. Now, um, now, there, as I say to audiences, when I'm talking about child exploitation on the internet, there's a predator in your child's pocket. Yes. Um, so you, you know, many, many parents, um, most parents I dare to say, um, have a hard time keeping on top of the friends um, who's reaching out to their children, what kind of online activity is going on. We know the sexualiz- early sexualization that's going on in schools at the hands of our school districts. Um, which in my mind is um, not such a sex education, which should be handled by parents, but it is grooming um, to um, lower the inhibitions of children and to force sexualization um, as a topic of discussion and experimentation on younger and younger children. And um, as a result, so you have both the complication um, of the Internet making a, this this wall of anonymity coming down on our children's lives, coupled with the sexualization that's going on our society, coupled with the fact that there are predators out there, mm-hmm. whether they are the um, dark human trafficker or, um, you know, the, the coach who's 25 years old. Um, but we know that they operate um, with intimidation using power, using threats. Frankly, many of them even threaten to kill their family members mm-hmm. if these children talk or run away. So it is It is truly, you know, you've heard it said that it's human slavery. It is, in fact, human slavery. And so here we have, with the good graces of 
this law that's on the books, the ability to rescue children um, who are really out there with nobody looking out for their best interests. Here we have an opportunity to stop further trauma. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell the audience how many times I've talked to human trafficking victims in expecting you know, and rightly so to hear about, you know, the abuse that they endured. But the lingering trauma is the forced abortion, mm. not just one, but many. Sure. Um, and so, and that's why we have this window here um, that allows a child to be protected by the adults who love them. And, um, and they're going to take this away? I don't think so. And um, and I know those 72% of Illinoisans who are out there, um, like the law, they're going to step up and continue to have their voices heard. Sure. Well, and you know, look, there's, there's... I was going to say another aspect of this, too, that um, that I've recently found in research is that... Um, a lot of times the way this trafficking is happening nowadays is it's it's happening between the hours of, you know, three and seven. Um, and these mm-hmm. young girls are actually trafficked via their school, whether another child that was a, that was posing as a friend lured them into it or like mm-hmm. Jeffrey Epstein style. He had a woman that talked these girls into coming along mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they're a part of this ring. Um, but these girls go home for dinner. And as far as their mm-hmm. parents know, they're just out doing teenage girl things in the afternoon um, and sometimes what happens is that some man is pretending to be her boyfriend and she thinks she's in love with him and he says oh well I just need you to do this until I can get a good job and then we'll be fine mm-hmm. and so she goes along with it um, the parents are none the wiser or they just think she has an older boyfriend they don't realize wh- what he really is um, and she's intimidated because he says you can't tell your parents for whatever reason and it could be he's threatening them or it could be that he says they'll they'll mm-hmm. make him go away and she doesn't want mm-hmm. him to go away and so th- this is how the the young girl is so impressionable and although she may seem like a very mature girl you don't know what's happening behind the scenes so um, another thing that is interestingly enough is in the state of Illinois someone under the age of 18 cannot consent to be sex trafficked she can't say, oh, well, this is my choice. I, I want to do this. Maybe a 20-year-old could say, I want to be a, a pornography worker or a sex worker, but a 14-year-old cannot say that. So if she is in that industry, it's against the law. <laughs> so inter- isn't it yeah. kind of an interesting parallel or foil even to say, okay, you're not allowed to consent to be in this industry, but you can go ahead and have an abortion and that's okay. You can consent to that. Well, laws are supposed to protect the most innocent. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, in our culture, sometimes that doesn't uh, work. But in the case of parental notice, that law Mm -hmm. protects the most innocent. Because we all know that girls who get into relationships or who are predated uh, about uh, become so emotional uh, they're driven by emotion well, sure. and fear mm-hmm. uh, and not reason and uh, uh, I think a parent uh, always has reason and is there to help even though uh, I think our culture would say uh, uh, differently I think we need to stand up and and say parents parent god gave children to parents for a reason and we all know what that reason is and protection of those children mm-hmm. is a number one sure so everyone can get involved in this right. everyone so i think um liz did you have another point you wanted to make on that um just that these children are not only um you know, be, think they're in love, but they're also being intimidated. This sure. is the Stockholm Syndrome. This is the Stockholm Syndrome mm-hmm. that children go through, um, and there is an unusual amount of intimidation, um, and we have seen, you know, we have seen time and time again mm-hmm. that these girls did not want to have an abortion um, and were looking for an out. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
they were not given enough. This this law provides them with that ability to um, have a a peaceful transition, so that they can make um, a decision separate and apart from you know whether it's a gun to their head, sure, or whatever kinds of things that are you know um, or whatever's dangled um, in front of them. And so um, it's it's common sense. It's compassionate mm-hmm. and it's child protection. So, so let's and, also uh, let's also look at the other side of it. Let's say that child, um, their parents get get the notice, and the parents are like, "We can't have the our daughter can't have this baby." Um, and even though you and I would agree that you know abortion's wrong, mm-hmm. the that parent may think that's the best thing for her. At the very least, they're going to ensure that their daughter gets good care. And that she's taken care of psychologically, um, whereas if they are totally unaware that this happened, that girl's on her own. She doesn't have anybody to talk to. So that, yeah, that's maybe such they'll a... find out about that twenty-five-year-old yes. that she's dating. Right. He's, you know, he's not a sixteen-year-old like she told him. He's a, you know, um, or or a teacher, or somebody in a position of power. Right. Um, or somebody whose children she's babysitting. That is an important piece of information that you're not going to get unless you get, you know, notification, um, you know, sadly, right. um, get notification. Um, so, um, you know, I can't, I think people should read some news articles about the Epstein case. Absolutely. You know, um, hundreds and hundreds of girls, not only in Palm Beach, but in New York City. Mm. These girls would be high school, young high school girls coming home in their uniforms and being stopped on the street. Oh, you're beautiful. I can bring you into modeling. Why don't you come home with me and you can make lots of money and buy lots of clothes. Um, Ghislaine um, Maxwell would take them out shopping um, at Gucci and other places. This is, you know, this is you know, the initial grooming that oftentimes goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's women, you will find women involved in human trafficking um, as, um, as procurers um, of, the, of the children. So, um, you know, we've got to open up our eyes. We've got to look at the hard cruelty that is happening right under our noses and, and to really start um, supporting laws that can help kids get, you know, manage and get through this really, really difficult teen years. Mm -hmm. I agree totally, uh, Liz. And, you know, looking at a big picture, uh, all five states that surround Illinois have either a parental consent or a parental notice on the books. And if we lose our parental notice, we will open the floodgates for every minor girl to cross over into Illinois and to receive abortions on demand. So, uh, you know, we are a brother's keeper in many ways. And we need to look at the big picture of what the removal, not only to the family, not only to the parent, not only to the girl, but to our culture as a whole. And I think with the recent uh, discussions of the problems on the border, we know there are a lot of unaccompanied minors entering the United States, and I am sure some of them will come to Illinois. And we are talking... Hmm? Go ahead. 80% 80%, um, of the women and children... Um, crossing the border have been raped or sexually assaulted. Last month alone, okay, last month alone, 19,000 children were unaccompanied at the border. Mm-hmm. That, that's in one month. That is a recipe for disaster on so many different levels. Um, so they're enter 80%, um, according to the um, Border Patrol, 80% are entering the United States um, traumatized, um, possibly pregnant as a result of a rape. And, you know, so that is the, and if Illinois doesn't have this protection built in, um, we are going to become, you know, the abortion field of the United States, so certainly the Midwest. And, um, you know, when you get, I know you two have worked very hard for, for this law. 
<laughs> it's now important to keep it in place, and we we can't do it alone, folks. Right. We need the um, united effort of um, all the listeners, um, the Catholic audience out there. Make this happen. Yeah. Um, and let's build on this. Let's build on this. Let's build this culture of life. And let's, um, this is just the beginning of organizing, um, because these bills are going to start coming fast and furious. As Bob knows, John knows, Bonnie knows, um, we've got to push back. We have to be that, you know, Mm -hmm. obstacle. Well, and the other side, the other side's certainly organized. They're certainly organized. Yes. So we we need to, you know, stand up for our bad to our baptismal call and go out and, and stand up for justice. And that's what we're called to do. And it's not always comfortable, but, um, but it wasn't comfortable for Jesus either. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, know? you could take yeah, uh, your confirmation and one of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, fortitude, courage. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it takes courage to pick up the phone if you've never done it and call your legislator. And once you do it, you will find you will feel so relieved that you did something to save a girl's life. You have done something to build a culture of life. You have uh, followed your Catholic faith in its fullness, in its very fullness, and you have done a great job. So it is not mm-hmm. hard. It is absolutely very easy remember sometimes your legislator is not as intelligent as you <laughs> uh, everybody th- is afraid because they oh, they have funny. this idea that the legislator knows so much oftentimes yeah. you know more than they do well and i've found oh. sometimes when i've gone to talk to a legislator they don't even know what i'm talking about so that's why you need to go with facts in right. hand and say you know maybe you don't understand what this law is all about um because they don't always know there's so much they're dealing with every right. single day if you look at mm-hmm. a report if you looked your legislator up at the i think it's il.gov and you look up your own legislator they'll show you every bill that that legislator is involved in and there can be many 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 of them so it, you know and that's just the ones that they're involved with and when they're po- opposed um when they're opposed with a vote and it may not be one they're very familiar with mm-hmm. you know they need to know the facts so Well, I know from being in the legislative arena for a very long time, the more pressure they get from their constituents, the more calling that's done, the more they will listen because they want to be (laughs) reelected. So it's a matter of numbers sometimes, not morals. Uh, It's a matter of numbers. If they feel that their entire constituency is upset with them because mm-hmm. of the possibility of removing a parent from a, a an important decision. Uh, they may either not vote or vote no. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll take either one. You know, it's funny you say that because I, when I was in college, I worked um, as an intern for a year in a senator's office. And that was exactly what, when we answered the phone, we just had a tally mark that we would put down. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, right. yes, no. It's all he wanted to know. How many said yes? How many said no? It wasn't a matter of listening to people. <laughs> so so that's a good point, Bonnie. Yeah. I mean, it's not it, a matter of a moral compass. Right, right. right. We, well, you know, uh, unfortunately, the moral compass sometimes spins around in uh, Springfield, and where it stops, nobody yeah. knows. But uh, for sure, we don't want an expansion of that bill, and we want that bill to stay in place. Mm-hmm. So, what were you going to say, Liz? Um, I was just, I was just mentioning that on the website ill il catholic the letter. Um, is in Spanish mm-hmm. and Polish. Right. So um, feel free to um, share that with um, Spanish-speaking and Polish-speaking friends. Um, see and, you know, ask your pastor to speak um, about this issue. And I had a wonderful pastor who would often go to the legislator's office on pro-life bills and try and convince. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very smart, passionate, 
um, very pro-life, and I'm happy to see that he's now the bishop of um, Belleville, Illinois, yes, yes. and he has signed this letter, Mike McGovern. So yes. um, Mike McGovern was not shy about going to the legislators when he was just a parish associate and pastor. So, well, he just put um, an op-ed out He as did. Well. It's so, a wonderful yeah. op-ed. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's important to know. And, yes. and this is a, another good point. People think that because we're Catholics, and sometimes our priests think this, because we're Catholics, we can't comment on anything legislative, which is absolutely wrong. We are called to be Catholic in the public square and stand up for what's right. What we can't do is tell people how to how to vote for a candidate. That's really what it comes down to. We can certainly say to a candidate or, or to a legislator, this bill is wrong. We don't want this law in Illinois. We certainly can. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And we're That's called from our baptismal call. Kind of, of justice. A, a veil that yeah. they have put over that they can't get involved. This is education. Mm-hmm. This is Catholic teaching. This is the culture mm-hmm. of life. Yes. Uh, and we certainly mm-hmm. are called by our baptismal and confirmation to be there in the public square. And so are they. Because some of these girls may turn to one of them someday who are trafficked or in trouble or have a have a situation and they're underage and they don't know how to approach their parent they're on the front lines whether they realize it or not right so you know they need to be comfortable and verbal about these these issues because they're there with everybody sitting in the pew has that problem so absolutely uh-huh. so um so once again what we're asking everyone to do is to reach out to their legislators and understanding that this is going to take away a parental's right a parent a parent's responsibility and it just kind of renders a, a parent in you know unable to do anything for their kids is what it does which is just wrong um and it would also um be enable sex traffickers to hide the evidence um, and and they'll be bringing kids into Illinois to have abortions because the parents will be none the wiser so it's so important that we oppose this Um, and the fact that there you know if if a girl is afraid to talk to her parents about an abortion that she wants to have then there is a, a bypass in place that a judge can help her with that decision we need to we need to keep it the way it is there should be an adult that helps her through that situation for sure. Uh, I want to thank my guests, uh, Liz Yor and Don Fitzpatrick and Bob Gilligan. And I want to caution you all on right now. Call your legislator. This has been WSFI Spotlight. For more information on this or any other program, email info at WSFIRadio.org. Sove Regina, Mata Misericordiae, Pizza Ducedo, Espes Nostra Sove, Ate Clamamus, Exules Filiebe, Ate Suspiramus, Gementes Afflentes, in hoc lacrimarum vale, ega ergo, advocata nostra, illus tuos misericordes oculos ad nos convete. Et Jesu, benedictum fructum ventris tui, Nobis postoc exilium ostende. O clemens, o pia, o ducis, virgo mari.